All right, let's do it. Making plans with the boys. I'm going to hit the town. Okay, so I'm sitting here. It's running. Just a second. I look. I don't have all day. I got it. You say that every goddamn time. Listen, I press the button. Then I have to do two things. I got to make sure the timer starts. I don't care. Well, why when you hear the button click, do you just start talking? You start aggravating me. You know, I have like four more seconds of Calm stuff. Calm down. Oops. Okay. <sighs> this is the other part that I don't like. I, you say something like, hurry up. Now, I'm explaining that I have a little bit of a job to do and that it's upsetting me because I'm 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 trying to do my four second job. Uh-huh. Then you push me more, and when I get mad, you tell me to calm down. Do you know you're the one causing me to not be calm? That's my job. So you piss me off and then tell me to calm down. It's my job. It's bullshit is what it is. Okay, um, so these podcasts are crazy. I can't running. believe people are even listening but i don't know why they listen to you i know why they listen to me i'm wonderful um, just, just ask, ask me. me i'll tell you oh my goodness well seriously th- you 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 start off the thing every time by telling me to hurry up i pressed the fucking button and i got okay we're, we've now wasted a minute and a half of talking about pushing the button and what happens during the first minute and a half okay the first minute and a half has been dominated by you It's like I triggered you. Because I have to explain what I'm doing every fucking time. Oh, Oh. my God. I swear to Christ Almighty, with the afternoon I've had, I will get up and walk away right now and throw my headphones in the fucking trash. That's how I'm so... I'm trying to get... Wow, why are you so upset? I'm trying to get centered. It's been a rough fucking day. I'm sorry. Not all of us can have a big two-hour nap in the middle of our day, sunshine. Okay, listen. I didn't sleep good last night. And then this morning, I was just feeling really tired and run down. So I felt like before I really did anything, I needed to just get a little refreshed. Okay. I sent you to get your nails done. Isn't that pampering time? Isn't that refreshing? Well, then they did a great job because I got relaxed. (laughs) And then I come downstairs and you're like, somebody took your candy away from you or something. It, It was, it was... It was a bad two hours while you were gone for me. That was the bulk of my day was fucked up by that. So Why? You really want me to tell you, right? Because you don't know, do you? No, I really don't. I'm kind of scared. Well, God, I don't even say say this on here. Um, I uh, I was checking my voicemails. You know, I had like three voicemails and I just burned through them. And one of them was today from a number, a call I didn't even know I got. So I went back and looked at the numbers and it was all zero, 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 zero. And usually I don't fucking pick those up anyway. Yeah. Um, but the message was hard to understand. It was a girl with a Spanish accent and speaking English, but it just was hard to hear. But I did pick out a phone number to call and that she was a process server and she needed a signature from me. What? And I didn't, I'm thinking, okay, first of all, if you're getting served papers, like you're just getting served, you don't have to sign shit. 
if you're getting served divorce papers, you're getting served papers where someone's suing you, they physically just hand them to you and you're done. They, okay. As long as they know you've got them, that's their job. Okay. But this lady said, we need to, if you don't give us your signature, we will move forward legally without your signature. And I'm like, what the fuck is, does this even mean? So did you think it was a scam? No. Oh, okay. No, I didn't. This was, this seemed pretty real. Now I did get a phone number to call and I did sort of pick up a reference number and I kept listening to it to uh -huh. wrote it down. So I call up and this guy says he's part of RD something recovery. And I thought, ah, oh, motherfucker, some collection agency that's got some fucking thing out for me for some stupid thing. And, you know, I've, we've paid all our bills. So I know there's whatever it is, it's, it's, it's a mistake. Well, the guy gets on the phone and he's really pleasant. He's like, we're not a recovery service. And I go, it's, it's what's in your fucking name. He goes, no, we're an arbitration service. What's that? Mediation. Like there's two opposing parties and this guy sits in the middle and tries to work out a deal. He's the arbitrator. Okay. And I said, okay, well, I don't know why I'm calling you. I got this strange message that this woman is trying to find me and she's serving me papers and she wants to get a signature for something. And I don't know what the fuck this is about. He goes, well, he pulls up the, the reference number. I got, we, I didn't quite hear the last number. So he tried like several Okay. and then he got my name right. And I go, that's me. That's the one. And, um, he goes, well, everything's electronically off of my screen because the process server has the paper stuff. And I said, he goes, if you can't talk to me after you sign her papers, I said, I didn't even know that there was a thing until today. And she and said, didn't she, sign it. I didn't sign anything yet. He goes, okay, if you didn't sign anything yet, then I can talk to you. So start talking. I'm, I'm, yeah, and that's what I was at. I'm like trying to get, I'm trying to say, well, I don't even know what we're doing. He goes, all right, let me back up. Let me verify first that you haven't signed any papers. We know immediately when someone does. So he checks electronically. He says, okay, you didn't sign anything. I said, not. I, I told you that. <laughs> um, he goes, then he says, okay, you gotta, he goes, I gotta go two doors down to pull a file and the hard copy is here. Then I can discuss it with you. And I said, is this going to be one of those things where I'm really not at liberty? To, he goes, no, I can talk about anything in your what file. What the hell is going on? That's what I wanted to know. So he goes, I just sit on hold. I, I was on hold the entire time he ran down the hallway <laughs> to this other room and comes back. He goes, he goes, hey, are you still there? And I said, yeah. He goes, okay, I got your file. And he goes, we can talk about anything you want in the file. I go, okay. What file? What? The file in his hand. That I know, what is in the file? That's what I kept asking him. And he, he's going through, now here's how arbitration works. And he goes for like a minute and a half. And I go, dude, stop. All I want to know is what the fuck is this about first? That's all I care about. And he goes, well, uh, the short version is there's a company, household finance says you owe them $10,000. What? And I said, for what? And he says, well, it was a household credit card. And if it was like a $2,900 balance that you walked away from. And now with all the fees for so long, I go, how could there be $7,000 in fees? He goes, well, let me look at stuff. And he goes, I don't have the original contract here, blah, blah, blah. And he goes back, he goes, but... Um, he said, now this is where he paused and I, and I let him, he goes, now let follow me right now. I can arbitrate this to a smaller amount and we can negotiate with them and see what they say. Or if you sign the paperwork, when the process server comes there, you have to at least go to your first court hearing. I said, okay. He goes, it'll be three or four court hearings over the next six months. And uh, he can go in front of a judge. They're going to be asking for way more money than they're ever going to get. 
when then they're going to dial it down and then you can work out some plan. I go, okay, let's, all right, I got you. I understand that. Back up. What is this? He yeah, goes, I was going to dodge that one. It was a credit card with household finance when you lived in Oregon. No. In 1998. How is this coming back? That's what now? I said. I go, he goes, well, it was an open line of credit all the way till 2012. I said, bullshit. <laughs> I go, I have not had a credit card with household finance open in 2012. I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't about. even know what household finance is. I don't is. either. And I don't even. Now, if I skated or fucked up on some credit card 20 years ago, 25 years ago, it would be in my head. I'd be thinking, oh, I really, right. I really fucked that up. I made a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. And there's not, I told the guy those words. I said, if it was, if it was a legit deal, I'd tell you, yeah, I fucked it up and I didn't pay him. I'm telling you right now, this is not ringing a bell at all. I don't have any part of me that says this is a gig. He goes, well, he goes there. I said, let me, okay. Now that I know what we're talking about, let me tell you how I do things. First of all, I don't mind going into court. I will stand there and go, give me the fucking document where I signed it. Show me my signature where I authorized it. And you would do that? Yes, I will. Mm-hmm. I'll say, show me the sign- my signature on there. Not, not my name that someone else signed. Show me. Because it could be fraudulent. Right. Is that where you're going? Okay, it gotcha. Could be. Okay. And I said, and the fact that you guys, they said, oh, yeah, it's been on your credit report. It's been on your credit report. And, uh, you know, they, they pulled it off your credit report so they could go take you to court and get this money. I go, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. It's not been on my credit report. I don't know what you're saying. But he had my right social. He, he said it to me. That's kind of creepy. And I said, okay, so here's another thing. I think this is bullshit. I want to see the documentation. I want to see it. And if somehow I go to court and a judge believes that that's real and believes that I had this credit card open in 2012, that was still 10 years ago. Right. 10 years ago when it was closed and an additional um, 14 years before that. Wow. Or no, wait, 2000. Yeah, 12 years. Wait, 2008. Yeah, 14 years before that is when it opened. 1998. Okay. So 2008 is 10 years. And now they're coming for the money. (laughs) Well, plus all this interest and fees. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So I said, he goes, well, if the judge believes him, then you're stuck. Then you have to work out some sort of payment. I go, no. But they have to provide documentation that you signed it, like your signature. Right. And if it's not my signature, they're going to say, yes, it is your signature. And I'm going to say, no, it isn't. Then it's up to a judge on who he believes. Oh. Period. Because if I say I didn't sign that and he goes, well, I believe you did. That's it. There's really no, there's nowhere else for the judge to go with this at that point. So Hmm. I told him, I told the guy, I said, he goes, so if you're going to think on arbitrating, mediating this out, you do it before you go. Like right now. But why would we pay anything if it's not ours? Because they're going, if we go to court and they make us pay, which I said, look, I don't, I don't believe this is mine. I think it's bullshit. And I'll tell you, I told him, I said, if for some reason, by some miracle of God, this is something that's mine. I'll own up to it right there in court and go, you know what? Your Honor, I had no fucking idea. Sorry about that. You know, I have no outstanding bills with anybody. I don't have any creditors after me. I don't have any. If this is something from 1998 that slipped through the cracks, then, and I can tell what it is, like, oh, shit, I got this. Once now. you see it? Yeah. They I'll can't like, tell you what it is right now? He doesn't have the documents coming in this packet that oh. the process server is giving me. He doesn't have it. He doesn't have that. 
So, oh, but gosh, it, that's but, kind but, of a catch-22. Yeah, because once, I once sign you it, sign it, I can't use this guy anymore. And you're obligated to... Go to court. Yeah. Well, that's shitty. So then you, so he's like, if you want to gamble, go get an attorney. I go, fuck that. He goes, if it's ten grand and they're going to settle for like six or seven, why would I spend three on an attorney and then owe them six or seven if the judge doesn't believe me anyway? And there's your $10,000. Right. I go, this is dumb. <laughs> I go, no, I'll be fine going in by myself. So we go through the whole thing. And You're better in person. I'm much better in person. Yeah. So he says, the guy says, well, look, I'm on your side. I'm trying to, trying to help you fix this. I don't care one way or the other. Right. He says, but once you sign the paper, we can't talk. And he says, if you want to try to mediate it now, I said, I will promise I will call you in the morning and we'll figure out something. He goes, then I will delay the process server till tomorrow night. I said, good, just do that. Because he can do that. That That's part of his, he, he has that authority. Now the process server has to get your signature. signature. Yeah. And the message, and this guy reaffirmed that if they don't get my signature, then they just, they just put it in the court system and away it goes with or without me. They don't care. Unbelievable. Yeah. So I have to go in and say, I have to see it. Now, uh, I cannot believe that there's some, that it's mine. I just can't believe it. But if it is, then I'll just step up in court and go, fuck, you know, here's the gig. Or if I see it when they hand it to me, I may just go, fuck, I didn't realize this. Let's figure something out. You know, I'm not giving you 10 grand. Fuck off. But you had a $3,000 debt. <laughs> you know, you should have you contacted me a little sooner and we'll figure it out. Hmm. But if it's not mine, if I go, no fucking way, then I'm going to go to court and tell the judge, I didn't sign this. This is not mine. And then he's going to say, well, in 1998 in Oregon, who could have signed it? And I think I know. Because hmm. remember, you're not my first wife. Mm-hmm. And I think that, because I know, remember about six years ago, that one, uh, she went, my ex went and got a loan on something and put my name on it. And then she defaulted on it. They came after me and I said, you're out of luck, buddy. And they said, they, they told me this on the phone. She doesn't have any assets. You do. We're coming after you. <laughs> said, what? I said, I don't care. I said, I didn't sign for this debt. I'm not paying it. And they went away. Now, I never thought another thing would resurface, but I'll bet you that she signed my name on it huh. and got a credit card and ran it up and didn't pay it. Hmm. Now, it's not going to be my signature. She can't fake my signature. I'll be able to tell if it's mine. I can fake your signature. Well, pretty damn good. Yeah. Well, she can't. She couldn't. So the point is, is that if she signed it and I can tell that I'm going to tell the judge, this is probably what happened. Sorry about your luck. This isn't me. And I didn't. And then I would demand, I say, go find all the charges. Go find all the charges. Does this look like shit I'd buy? You know, oh, smart. I mean, I'd, I'd go down that road with them. And then the, the arbitrator said this. He goes, well, I understand what you're doing. I get it but you could still lose. And I said, yeah, I could. He goes, then you'd have to pay them. I said, no. I said, if I'm in the right, I will never pay them. He goes, well, they'll have a judgment against you. I said, yeah, getting a judgment against someone and actually making them pay are two entirely different things. Hmm. And he's like, well, you know, they just garnish your bank account. I go, my bank account that's in an LLC and not in my name. He goes, what? I said, I said, I'm not stupid. I have, I have sued people and pursued money that was mine and ran into roadblocks where I couldn't go get my money. And to this day, there's people that still owe me money. There's no way to collect it. You can get a judgment all day long, but doesn't mean you're going to collect. Believe me, I know. Hmm, I'm going to fight all the way to the end 
if the, let me let me be clear, if this somehow weirdness is mine, now nah, fuck it, I'll just tell them right there in court, I fucked up. Sorry, right. we'll figure this out. But if it's not mine, I am never ever going. To, I will go to jail and spend a month in jail. And when I get out, I'm going to flip them off and go. I'm still not doing it. <laughs> I'm not going to pay it if it's I not mine. I believe you. I am. Not, I believe you. Not going to pay if it's not mine. So. That's when you came downstairs, I had just finished an hour conversation with this guy and I'm angry, I'm pissed because this process has come to the house. I have no idea what's going on and I would have had no idea about signing, not signing, I, what this, this, this credit card is. I had no idea. Props to you for making a phone call before they showed. Yeah. If I hadn't done that, if I just blown them off, then it would have narrowed my options. Yeah, but you got a lot of info and fuel to the fire to go forward. That's yeah. good. I just, I'm, right. ma- I'm mad that I even have to go through this. I agree. I really am. It's coming back to haunt you. Well, yeah, sorry I got married a long time ago. It's not my fault. I mean, I divorced her as quickly as I could, but fuck, you know. And to be fair to everyone in the audience listening, she's dead. Okay. Oh, that's so <laughs> blunt. She died she in 2006. 16 or 17 or I don't know what it was she she died not even I wasn't anywhere around her didn't wasn't near her I don't know the circumstances but she's gone um some cancer or something so there's it's not like I can go back to her right now yeah and say fix this admit what you did don't lie I mean that's there's no option for that I'm stuck with whatever comes my way after that so I just thought I was in the clear so when you came downstairs and you saw me pissed off and angry, I was trying to unwind from this situation that hit me blindsided. And I have no fucking idea what's going on. Yeah, and I left you alone. You said you didn't want to talk about it right now, and That's, I just kind of walked away. Yeah. I figure eventually you'll come around and tell me. Well, this was an odd way for you to find out is in the middle of a podcast. That's all right. Shit happens. So, yeah. I'm the understanding wife going, you know what? Shit happens. Yeah, but see, when it's all over and done, no matter what happens, whether I get my case proven or whether I have to pay some money to these people. Yeah. Either way, you're going to, you're, you're this understanding wife sitting across the table is going to go, I told you not to marry that bitch. And then she walks away. <laughs> Ponytail <laughs> wagging as she walks away. Oh. So I am sorry that that's something I got to go through. It's going to be a six or six month process. The guy said you get three court hearings over the next six or eight months. Then you have a, a final, like a disposition hearing at the end. And that's another, so it's like a year away before. Wow. I love our court system. They're so speedy. I just want to walk in there and get this shit handled right now. I want to know right now. I want, if, if, if I'm found guilty for some reason, let's, yeah, fuck it. We don't believe you. This isn't hers. It's yours. Then I want to turn to the guy and go, all right, how are we settling this? You want to go out in the parking lot and work? This out? <laughs> you know, that's, I just want it done. Let's do it old West style. That's let's just right. go out there, beat the shit so, out of each other. That's it. All right. Well, I'm sorry. Out. That's, that's pretty shitty. Yeah. Well, anyway. But so. thanks for telling me. I appreciate that. I just want you to know I'm doing the right things by taking care of it. That's all. I'm just, I know. I'm just mad. I know. It's okay. It's okay. So, <sighs> man. So, yeah. Um, what's the deal about Saturday's um, live stream? Because I'm getting hit with lots of emails asking uh, where it is, why they can't see it. I took it down. Oh, why did you do that? Okay. First of all, I think that was one of the best live streams we've ever done. It was a good story time. Yes, I was there. Yeah. And I pulled it because 
I didn't want, you know, a bunch of people will watch it that night. We'll float in probably, I don't know, a thousand people that night in and out. You run 300 and some people all the time. We'll get one to 2,000 during that night. But once I leave it posted, there's 340,000 subscribers that will slowly go through and listen to that live stream over the next month. True. So we'll get 10,000, 15,000. And they'll dissect it. I don't want it was a gold story. You yes. remember that. And it was very cool. I was totally yep. engrossed too. I forgot to look at the moderating <laughs> comments. But you know what? They weren't scrolling either. So Well and I've heard this story a million times. <laughs> but it was engaging. It's interesting. It's always interesting. It's well, a it's a treasure it's a, finding and it's a true story. It and is a very true story. Of, of the thousands tens of thousands of stories that Wild Bill told me, I think there was three that were true. Well, I know they're true. Uh, this was one of them. Yeah, so and I, we have evidence your mom can back up a lot of those yeah, kind of stories too. So yeah. it's not just you just Yeah, my mother can off. my mother can pick apart his bullshit better than anybody. Right. But she can also raise an eyebrow and get real quiet when she when something's true and she's not supposed to talk about it. You mean her bullshit bell goes off? Well, the opposite. She's there, oh she, okay. When she know she gets real quiet when she knows something's true and she's not debunking. Oh, it. she's not going to give any more information. Yeah, she's like okay, gotcha. Goes, oh, if it's bullshit, she's running her mouth all the time, going bullshit. That's bullshit. That's a lie. That's bullshit. I was there. That's full of shit. It wasn't that guy. It was this guy. She, all the time. Right. But when she raises an eyebrow and gets quiet and looks at you, then you know you're onto something. <laughs> then you know that's that's on the true side. That means you got to keep prodding. Right. So, so let's keep talking, Mom. <laughs> so this particular story is within driving distance of a lot of people. Oh, yes. So it's not like it's something they have to go. The other two stories would be hard to find. One would be impossible. The other one would be very difficult. This one's pretty easy. And I didn't want... That's understandable. 5,000 people every month driving out there with their metal detectors poking around. So I pulled it. And yes, I've gotten some emails too going, dude, what's going on? And and people were mad going, well, I'm just going to ask everybody else in the room to repeat the story. All right. I guess you're allowed to. Then you're hearsay. Yeah, but they, they maybe they could remember enough to say that. I think what one of the most, I, I loved the live stream. I loved it a ton. And I'm glad of all the emails and text messages that we got afterwards saying, dude, that was fucking awesome. However, uh, I think it was Lionheart, who uh, one of our moderators, who said, I get if it was him, he says, I actually had to comment. He goes, I thought the comment section was turned <laughs> off. Yes. Nobody. Nothing was, com- was scrolling. Nothing. He goes, nobody was commenting. No. Everybody was listening to you. He goes, that's the first time in any live stream I've ever even seen where the comments just stopped. He goes, I actually wrote a comment and hit enter just to see if it was still working. (laughs) (laughs) I have done that a couple of times too. That was, uh, yeah, for me, that was a very powerful compliment, you know, for... for Well, that took a lot for you to give out that information. You've been sitting on that for a long time. And I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't leave anything out this time. I took Mm. my time. And I talked about everything that I could remember. And I had pictures because there was current articles written by a guy. Right. And that was part of the story was this, this, this um, he's an amateur, he's a novelist. And he just did a story on the person and the place and the, play and the deal. And so I wrote him and said, hey, did you ever hear a little bit about this story? And he's like, huh? 
Do you know about that story? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm. I just goodbye. read it somewhere. I gotta go. I can't hear you. You're breaking Thanks out. for talking to me. Uh, and that was the catalyst. But his story had pictures. His article online had pictures, so I stole some of his pictures and said, and put them up for 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 the live stream. I said, this is what it looks like now. So that was it. I, I pulled that off. That's why you're getting emails. You're probably still getting emails. They are. I'm weeding through them. And, uh, and that's it. It just I figured I better just pull it and. All right. Well, that was all. That's that's our choice. Yeah. So, how about them Dodgers? <laughs> they had the <laughs> what about them? Greatest season in franchise history. Yeah, that is true. But they were outplayed. I think they were outplayed by the Padres because I can't. I mean, they're picking apart Roberts again, but I don't. I don't have that gut feeling about that that I did in years past about yeah. the pitching rotation. Yeah. I just feel the Padres were hot with their bats. They were just, what's my saying? They're hitting them where they ain't. They're hitting them where they ain't, yeah. They were um, just playing baseball. It I just mean, was tough to, and we, their pitching was good. Yeah. Because that, we it, couldn't get our feet under us. No. We couldn't get, you know, a bunch of hits in a row that, you know, we were putting up. We could put up 20 runs if we want to. We got nine people with sticks at the plate that can hit the ball, and one person, maybe two. Even Mookie Betts was barely coming around. Well, the, the, the gut-wrenching part was that they were 3-0 and in the last game when they at, on, on the game that yeah. the Padres came back and won. They were ahead 3 nothing. Yeah. And then the Padres got hot. Yeah. And then it was like the Dodgers just could but not. You know, but you know, they didn't have, the Padres never had a blowout inning. No, they it just was played one run baseball. here and two runs there and Base one hits. run here and just kept and kept working the clock all the way around till they got it. Fundamentals. I know. It base was, hits, not shooting for the fences. I, they just I, did. I want to blame Roberts hits. so bad. No, I just I think this was a legit good series competitive between two teams that were I knew were they were going to give good. us trouble. I knew they were going to give us trouble. I yeah. I think was it the Mets they just beat the week the series before, right? Yeah, and it just, I was like, God, who would have thunk it? We're in the trouble. Padres. No, yeah, <laughs> I would have thought that. God, dumbasses from San Diego. I can't remember what they said. How many years it's been? It it's was been, oh, it was the the when the we played two games in Dodger Stadium when Game Three went back to San Diego. That had been the first time a playoff game had been in San Diego in 16 years. Oh, it's been 16. Okay. Yeah, since it, since. Yeah, it I, I knew it was a significant amount of time. It yeah. was good, but good for them. I, you know, it just wasn't the Dodgers' time this year. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> well, wow, oh, fine. Man. So hey, since we're on sports, yeah. Um. So what's happening to you on pigskin? Pick them there, okay. Dad. All right. I had one bad week. I was in fourth. I was tied for third. And then uh -huh. right for fourth, uh -huh. and I was hovering right around there. Uh -huh. I took a chance on a couple games that mm -hmm. didn't break my way, and I'm I'm falling a little bit. And I noticed oh, you've you come falling? up, yeah, a little bit. And your numbers have come hey. up. You were like ranked twenty eighth, and now That's you're right. up in almost in the top ten again. Hey, hey, tortoise and the hare, babe. Tortoise and the hare. There is nobody. It's not listening. how you come no. out of the gates. <laughs> it's how you finish. It's just consistency. Just. You know, are we talking about pigs can pick him? Because I've got the same speech about sex from you over the. <laughs> <laughs> not no, how you come we'll out of the see. gate. We'll see. Not how you come out of the gate. It's consistency. Still a lot of football left. 
I um, don't have to hover at the top right now. It's how we finish. That's it. No one knows. Do you realize nobody in the audience knows when you said tortoise and hare, babe? Tortoise. No one knows that story. Why wouldn't anybody know that? Come on. A Gen Xer knows what the tortoise okay, and the hare Gen is. Gen Xers do. But if there's any millennials listening, like, what the fuck is tortoise and the hare well, mean? Okay, stop for a second. I'll play Gen X dad. We'll pause for a minute or just hit the pause button. Go to Google because millennials, <laughs> you like your Google. You go to Google, look up tortoise and the hair. It's a story. It's a story with a, with a moral. Yeah. So go look that up, then come back to the podcast and then you'll get what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Good luck with that. Okay. Let's continue. <laughs> That's what this is. That's well, what I'm playing. All right. Okay. I'm sorry, but. I don't know. This year has been kind of weird. There's been a lot of weird games, things that are just like, I don't know. I think Did, I have a Tom Brady thing. I think what? he should have retired last year because so he ain't looking real so pretty does, this year. So does Tom Brady. He agrees with you. <laughs> <laughs> he got a lot of personal stuff going Did on this you, year. Did you hear they're trying to get Chris Collinsworth in trouble? Yes, but I didn't. I didn't read what. All, well, first you know, of all, because I just love Chris Collinsworth I, so. I love Chris Collinsworth. Yes, he is do. my favorite guy. I, I love him to death. I just kind of mess with him because you I know. like him well, so much. There is nothing wrong with him. That guy is honest and he's fair and he's kind. I mean, he's just he's a good dude all the way around. And he made a comment um, um, about, a, I think it was about a linebacker in the game he was calling. And he said, he goes, now let's talk about Longsworth or whatever his name was. Let's talk about Longsworth for a minute. I mean, you just imagine that guy coming right down your throat and you got nothing you can do about it. Is there more to that story? No, that's it. They took it as a sexual reference. What? And Chris was like, I didn't, I was just talking about football. And they, Twitter blew up and they're trying to get him canceled. He's like, You've got to be he goes, kidding I'm, me. And this is Chris Collinsworth. I mean, he's like, I w- would never think that. I was talking football. I just, Oh my God. And they turned it into that. That was the phrase. I got the phrase right. I may not have the name of the person right, but that was the phrase. That's all he said. And they took it out of context. When you just told me for the first time, I didn't even go sexual on it. I, I know, went you totally were... <laughs> football. Like, okay, is there a moral? You, go, come on. What's the I, rest of it? You guys can't see this, but when I told her that across the table, she was looking at me looking like, why did you pause? Continue the story. I'm, I'm, I need to. Yeah, and I'm looking at her like, that was it. And she went, uh, is there more? I mean, she had no idea. Just looked at me like, what what, what, did, what did I miss? That's what you missed. Wow. Yeah, Twitter. This is a very, very sad world we live in. For Chris Collinsworth, he's he's the most Boy Scout guy there is. He would never even think that. And he's like, he was caught off guard. He goes, what did I say? And they told him, and he's like, what? <laughs> exactly. You know? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, what? Wow, yeah. somebody really twisted those words you around. Go, well, it's it's social you, media. You could take it's, it whatever way you want. You're allowed to, I guess. I think that the whole thing, I think, is going to go go away because there even people that hate Chris Collinsworth are like, seriously, it's Chris Collinsworth. I hate him as a as a commentator, but it's Chris Collinsworth. Well, Shut see, up. that's what this year of football is like. It's like that stuff about roughing the passer. Now almost every game is a roughing the do, passer. Do, We're not allowed to sack anymore. They're going to remove the word sack from the. Oh, I t- that's a sexual reference. I, t- <gasps> I better be careful. <laughs> I told you about what that play, and I saw it again, where uh, the defensive tackle, he, he came across the line and pushed his way back. He sacked the quarterback and quickly stood up and put his hands in the air to show the ref uh-huh. that he was not trying to do anything 
malicious. He's doing the game, playing his position. But what he what what happened was was the, the quarterback fumbled the ball. And while he was standing there with his hands up, the team was yelling, get the ball. And he wasn't focused on football. He wasn't focused on the game anymore like you would be. He was focused on, am I following the rules? He was trying to do the right thing. Man, the players union went after the NFL going, do you see what you're doing? Do you see that our guy, he tackled the quarterback. There's no more dogpiling. He tackled the quarterback, <laughs> and he was so concerned about uh-huh. you and your fucking rule book, he stood up and held up his hands to, to the official saying, see, I'm, I'm complying. That's ridiculous. Yeah. There's no more dogpiling because that could be caused roughing the passer. It's, if the quarterback fumbles and you dogpile on top of the quarterback, who probably is going after the football at the same time, which, you. wait, in their rules, making a football move, you're still going to probably be called out roughing the passer if he gets the ball back and he makes a football move to show he has control then i would guess it would be okay to dogpile on him oh wow that's a lot of things to decide in your brain in about three seconds less than that yeah like half a second you and six other guys around you have to make some serious decisions on what you're going to do i think you i think you said it best last week you got pissed off and you walked out in the middle of the, <laughs> the kitchen. Did. I was And so I'm mad. like, what the fuck, man? And you're like, is they're turning this into flag football. The NFL is going to be flag football pretty soon. We don't want to hurt anybody. They're going to be paid millions <laughs> and millions of billions of dollars to play flag football. You really think they'll get paid that much? You really think people will keep watching flag football? No. No, I they'll know. They'll follow the money. They'll turn the rules back. When the money starts drying up, they will turn the rules back. It's ridiculous. These guys know when they sign those contracts, the danger involved, what's playing on the field. Some of these, some of these coaches and and the players themselves are making them into monsters. Like yeah. they are training them there, to do and this. People, and now it's like they're not allowed to do this. Like, well, there's people you want to stop. I I would agree. I don't like people. Sp- Spearheading someone in the back with your helmet. I agree. Okay, but that's understandable. Just like everything else in the woke movement area, you take a good idea and you take it too far and you run it over a cliff. Everything we've seen in the last five years has taken a good idea, like, yeah, we should really watch out for that. Whatever it is in society, whatever it is, you take a little, yeah, we should watch out for that. And then you just go way too far, run it over a cliff until it's all fucking ruined. It's ridiculous. I. It's, I'm not watching as much football as I used to. I've noticed I'm like, well, Sunday's but, coming and I'm like, yeah, I, you know what? I even, I even wanted to watch Sunday night's game. I was going to sit down. I was watching it. I was kind of like, eh. yeah, you know what? I think I'm just going to go read a book. Well, the problem <laughs> is, is that sad. with, with the rules being so tough, the games become a little more boring. Yes. They just do. I'm just saying with the way the pass interference calls, roughing the passer, um, the, 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 it just becomes a little bit a little bit more boring, a little bit longer paced. There's not as much action. It's still good. I still love football. But they're changing it to be not as interesting, yes. in my opinion. That's why I promote red zone so I don't have to go through the boring things. Yeah. Just put on red zone, see the stuff that I want to see, and then I just... You did it again Sunday. You pulled up... Yeah. The, you pulled the fucking coffee table over, sat down, and just went right at it. I, I am impressed with... And I watch you sometimes, your eyes darting from screen to screen to screen to screen yeah. to screen. It's good. So when Sunday night came, when I sat down to watch the Sunday night game, I was like, yeah. 
Well, it's a little yeah. bit slower pace watching a yeah, whole game. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> and then the Bronco game was on Monday, and I was like watching it, but it was freaking boring. God, and I'm the like, Broncos okay, are playing sloppy football. I'm just, I just can't. No, I just, I think I'm going to read a book now. That was one of your <laughs> predictions. If we go back to the NFL podcast that we did, you know, preseason, preseason, like yeah. seven or eight weeks ago, one of the things that that um, Colin Cowherd was predicting. Uh, famous announcer, you famous, uh, sorry, famous sports guy on, on radio. Mm-hmm. He said Russell Wilson would be league MVP. Oh, and I totally disagreed. You no disagreed way. emphatically. No way. I don't think Russell Wilson's going to be the team MVP on the Broncos. No, I don't think he's going to be the most valuable player on the team, let alone the league. I hate that. I, I mean, Russell Wilson, I don't know you personally, but um, I don't think he's a top-notch quarterback. I He's a quarterback. He's an NFL quarterback. I know there's a handful of those. Uh, kudos to him that he made it there. But I don't see him as a household name where I'm talking about him like yeah. Peyton Manning or John Elway yeah. or, you know, Troy Aikman right. or I, I just don't see him in that mix of quarterbacks. I think the so. best thing, the best compliment you just gave just now was a compliment to the Gen X Talks podcast. <laughs> what was that? You said, Russell Wilson, I don't know you personally, but I mean... You just suggested that he listens to our podcast, which I think is great. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. Well, you that. never know. <laughs> well, there's probably some Russell Wilson fans out there. I don't want them to hate me. I I'm would be happy saying. if there's just some dude named Russell Wilson now, like in Kentucky, <laughs> going, hey, that's my name. <laughs> don't take it personally. <laughs> I'm just saying. He's in the mediocre range, you know, quarterback thing. I know it's an elite position. I understand and I respect that position. All right. Well, don't walk it back now. Don't apologize. I'm not. I didn't say I'm sorry or nothing. Nothing came out of my mouth. So stop. I still think he is an above average quarterback. He just, I think that he used to make a lot of plays. He could open himself up with his running ability. And I don't think it's there anymore. I don't think he can run as well. Therefore, he doesn't create the opportunities that made him great. That's all I'm saying. Well, That's the one thing they I had high hopes for him in Denver, man. They oh, built yeah, him up. I know. And I did too. Go listen to the podcast. I was all in. I know. And I'm like, nope, not going to happen. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. Do you know what uh, time it is? Time for you to buy a watch. <laughs> what time is it right there? Come on. We're still, on a podcast. I got time. I got to go pick up the kid. He doesn't have his car. Remember, I got to go get him. So I got to watch the yeah. time. Speaking of that. What? Why do you... Okay, I don't understand what was the purpose of you taking the car away. What was the one thing that triggered you to take his car away? Well, it's not it's not one thing. It, this is an ongoing thing with him. Okay, so punishable by taking his car away. Okay, I know what you're look. I know what you're going to say. You're trying to pin me down to like what one thing did he do? Did he come home late? No. Um, did he get an F in a class? No. I know you're trying to pin it to one event. Why? Why? He caught him. And wait, everybody, he caught him. <gasps> Hold on. At his girlfriend's house. What do you mean? I... He was at his oh, girlfriend's okay. house. I didn't take the car away then, though. That was three weeks ago. But man, you went off on him about that. Because thinking, he's... <sighs> what the hell? Every teenage boy is going to go to a high school girl's house. He has to just tell me what he's doing. It's all I cared about was like, look, dude, if you're going to go feed Buford your goat, 
on your way home, if you call me and say, hey, I'm done with Buford, I'm going to go by my girlfriend's house, okay, then I'd say, okay, be home at a certain time, see you later. It's when he tries to sneak these things, and I call him, and I'm like, where are you now? He's oh, um, I'm just on my way home from Buford. I go, you're three miles inside of town. You're already over at her house, dumbass. Now you're lying. And I could have taken away his car for that. There's an event that I could have said, you went where you weren't supposed to go without permission, and you lied. But, but I didn't. you took his car away because... Okay, follow me on this. All right, I'm following him. Um, I'm smelling what you're stepping in. I don't think you are because I'm trying to get there and you got to look like you don't agree already. All right, I'm sniffing. (laughs) All right, I'm telling you that I think he behaves at school. You look at his grades in school, he is a C minus D plus student. He hovers at that line. That's not acceptable. He is smart enough to be an A minus B plus student and he is not. Can I comment on that what if he would had a's and b's and he had like one d i don't know that's i'd have to think about that i don't that know that doesn't make him a cd student well i'm just telling you he is a c minus d plus student now when you ride his ass you bring him up yes but this is what he does this is the effort he gives at school now around the house he is a c minus d plus member of this family He's not bad. He's not he's not disrespectful. He doesn't he doesn't lie, cheat and steal around here, but does he do his chores right? Not even close. Two times in the last week we have gone out in the morning to leave and our keys have been in the ignition of our vehicle. I agree with that. He is a fucking idiot when it comes to that shit. He is a C minus D plus kid around here. I think this is a great example of of the cell phones playing a major role in our kids growing up. Explain that to everybody. It's a distraction. It's a complete distraction. And I think when he walks around and he's having a conversation on his phone and trying to go around and do other things, he gets diverted. It's like this phone that's in his hand is more important than what he's supposed to be doing. He rolled up all the hoses. He didn't put them on the side of the house, left them. He took the spare tire out of the back of the truck from Buford, left it in the driveway. He was using our keys to do some stuff on the cars yeah. for me. Left the keys in the ignition two different times. He doesn't. He doesn't ever. He doesn't have the ability to step back and go, "Okay, before I go inside here, what about?" Oh yeah, I got to run over here, get that, push this, lock that. None of that happens. No, because he's worried about his stupid I, phone. I, I think really so think too. That's I think, it. I think I'd like he to forgets. do that experiment that I was telling you about. Well, let me finish has, my explanation because okay. you asked the question. I I went to him and I said, "Listen, you haven't done." any one thing wrong you're just kind of fucking up my whole world every hour every hour you're doing something you know you spend six hours of school and you kind of fuck off there and don't get it done you come home you got two hours around here you fuck off here you're not quite getting it done i said you're b you are a c minus d plus student there and kind of a son here you could be better at what you're doing for your mother and i agree i'm taking your car away to try, if, if your car is important, I'm taking your car away to get you to raise that level of finish your job, put stuff away, take some pride in what you're doing and finish things correctly at school, finish your homework, study for your tests, roll up the fucking hoses, put things away when you're done, lock things when you're done. And I, was, I took the car away strictly saying when you become an A-minus 
B plus kid around here. When you put forth the effort, you can have the car back. That was that's that's the structure in which I took it. I wasn't mad. I didn't scream and yell at him. I just spelled it out and go, this isn't good, man. I I agree with you to a point. I, I saw, did you see the video that I took of him actually doing his homework at his desk I in did. his room? You sent that to staff, <laughs> the Gen X talk I'm staff. Like, <laughs> this is new. So maybe, maybe what you did is going to work out somehow because that was, that was shocking for me to walk into his room and he was sitting there. I'm like, what are you doing? I think, um, I don't think it will be a cure-all, but what you said about his phone is absolutely 1000% true. Because I've watched him since you, you, this isn't the first day you've brought this up. That is correct. And I've watched over the past month and he'll be doing a job and get on his phone and text, reply. He'll make a phone call. He'll do stuff on there. And then he loses track of what he's doing. He's like, oh, what was I? And then he goes on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. I think the moment he comes home from school, if we take the phone away and do not give it back until he is done with all of his chores all of his homework, now he has his personal time, Right. here's your phone. There is nothing in those five or six hours that's an emergency no. for him to have his phone. No. Now, there was when FFA and FAIR was going on, things kept changing all the time because even you backed him up right. on that. But that's right. over. That group texting stuff. But he's was, still going to get his phone back at the end of the day that's to true. check yeah. the messages. There's still nothing as an emergency that he has to. Uh, it comes back to us teaching our kids to disconnect from school a little bit, right? have to disconnect. And I think I'm not doing this to say that the teachers are part of the problem, but when the teachers start getting involved in the texting right. and sending out messages, they're compounding that problem well, too. And I've said this before, and this is going along with what you're saying. And I think, I think our audience, there's so many people in our audience, they're going to get this. When you and I went to school, we would leave school on a Friday when we come back to school Monday morning, you, you walk around going, hey, what'd you do over the weekend? Oh, right. you went to Disneyland. Oh, you guys went to the beach. No, we stayed home and we did this. Oh, I was playing baseball with my friends. Oh, you went to I so-and-so. Into so, yeah, I yeah. ran into so-and-so over the weekend. And then, then you say, oh my gosh, you know, the, uh, Johnny and Susie broke up? I didn't know they broke <laughs> up. What happened? Because you have to get all right. that information. I saw you at the football game Saturday night. When you, yeah. when you come back to school Monday morning especially after a weekend, but it can be just the next day, you get caught up on everyone's life and what happened over that weekend. Agreed. Not anymore. Nope. It's Those motherfuckers know everything instantaneously. I could walk up to Gen Z kid and he can go, my girlfriend had a hamburger for lunch. The fuck would you know that? And who cares? <laughs> it's Sunday. It He's is. like, yeah, well, it's I know because that they never disconnect. They never disconnect and decompress. They are tuned in to their friends at every level, even bullshit levels, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They never, when we, we disconnected, we'd walk into our family's living room. What's everybody watching on TV? Oh, you guys are playing a board game. All right, I'll play. You were disconnected. You looked for yep. other things to do. And I have another thing about us Gen Xers, what we used to do. You know, if I didn't want to spend time with my parents, you know, because you're a teenager, or what about locking your locking yourself in your room and listening to the radio? We didn't yeah. get on the phone the whole time. We would sit and listen to the radio and play a whole record. You know, that's where I started writing. 
because there was no, I was disconnected from everybody and I didn't uh-huh. want to hang out with my family. I was a teenager. So I went in my room, shut my door, turned on my radio and just started writing or I just started drawing. Yeah. Why? Because I was okay with being alone. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind. Mm-hmm. But now, if you tell any of our kids, come down here and spend time with the family, they sit on the couch and they're on their fucking phone. <laughs> That's part of the thing, my mantra with our kids, especially the girls, about you got to be okay with yourself. I think that's part of the reason the generation is not okay. They can't function by themselves No. without having some connection with somebody somewhere. Put your phone down, live life, go, but, go make know, decisions. They for have yourself. a really good argument. When you take their phone away, you're like, you're attached to this phone. You have to have it. No, I don't. I, I don't, I don't have to have it. I, I want to have it. There's a difference. Now give my phone back. How many kids can't function Without their phone. Oh, How many kids, they, they don't know what to do. They literally walk around going, I, I'm bored. What's the thing about our DoorDash? Sometimes they can never find our house. These and the ones that can't, can't find our house are, are the millennials <laughs> that can't read a map. Yeah. They are the ones lost. The DoorDash people that find our house because on the DoorDash map, for some unknown reason, it puts our them house on the outside it, wall. <laughs> they anybody older than a millennial finds our house. But when I get on the phone with a millennial, like I can't find your house. I'm, I'm like, sitting on the other side of your wall, out on the street. What do I do? I'm like, Gen hey, Xers. let me throw you a rock over the wall. I'll tell you where it is. Gen Xers, you know what they do? They When they say, they'll walk up to the door and go, ah, the, the app was all screwed up. It, w- it was leading me to the wrong spot. I just figured it out. I knew you were in this neighborhood. I just figured out where your address was and drove what? right to it. Can, do you know that there are numbers on the houses? And street signs. No shit. Yeah, they have street signs on every corner, just about every corner, and you can find your way with a street sign. You guys, we have one millennial daughter (laughs) that goes everywhere with a GPS. If her GPS ever breaks down it did she stopped she, she has stopped on the side of the road and called me and goes i don't know what to do my the the uh, oh my the, god it was the Waze app or something quit working and she goes i don't know what to do so i had Start to driving woman <laughs> i had to look up where she was on the life 360 app this oh, was months my ago goodness i had to see where she was then i had to talk her go down this road turn left go down that road turn right i had to tell her oh I'm so glad I didn't get that phone call. No. I would have told her, you know what? You drive until you find. No, I just familiar. talked her through it. But that's this was I, this was. How many times did we grow up and we just started driving? Who knows where we went? I mean, we just well, drove. But both of us know how to read a Thomas Guide too. If well, you get stuck, true. you can go into a gas station for a buck ninety nine, buy a Thomas Guide, and you're set. You know where you know everything about the town now. I wonder if we could ever do something where we could go into a gas station and ask somebody, go, hey. Where where's this location? Does somebody know it off the top of their head like we used to? You go into a gas station and say, "I'm looking I'm for directions. such and such a place." Yes, you'll have twenty five people grab their phones. <laughs> exactly, there'll be twenty five people <laughs> looking down at their phones, going, "Hang on, I'll be right with you." How many times growing up? Hey, I'm trying to find this place. It's this is the name of it. Oh yeah, it's down the street. You know, somebody yeah. just off the top. What of you their do head. is go down there to <laughs> see that blue Chevy parked in the driveway. Been on stilts forever, and old man Jones, he ain't ever gonna fix that thing. You turn. <laughs> ride the blue Chevy. Now what you want to do is go down to the second dirt road. Don't go down to the first one. That Crabtree woman, she's a bitch. Go down to the second one. That's exactly. the directions we would get from people. And we survived and made it. <laughs> but if GPS ever fails, God help us. What are we talking about today? I guess today? we're going to we... save the planet someday when we have to figure, figure everybody out. out. Just say follow yeah. us. We got this. Yeah. So what are we... We're, we're almost done here. What? 
I don't know. We just rambled. We, we figured, just had a, we, we just had table talk. We had table talk. Well, you got to hear the story on the the credit card process server that's hunting me down. Yeah. So you know, you know what's funny about this is um, talk Dodgers. Well, yeah, it, this is just us sitting down. We do this a lot nowadays. Now that we're home together, everybody's gone. It's just the two of us in the house, and you guys are just part of our normal You guys, you guys, you should change the name of this podcast. Tell the kid to change the name of his podcast to the Gen X Talks Kitchen Table. Table Talk? Table Talk. With table Gen Talks X Talk, with, with Gen, Gen X Dad Talks. and Gen X Mom. <laughs> Well, this is just the topics that we discussed from sports. And we talked about Dodgers and, and we talked about yeah. football and we talked about millennials that can't fucking drive. <laughs> and most of them are kids. Yeah. We have our problems too with millennials. Trust me. Well, did you see that I texted our daughter who still lives here? Do you see what I texted her today? Um, it's in the yeah. group text for you and me. It's like, we're going to have a little talk. I'm this, Now, you just got done listening to me say, I took his car away because I don't like the way he's conducting himself. That is correct. All right. For a year now, I, the, our daughter who moved back home, I am not happy with how she is conducting herself. And part of it is being very disrespectful towards me. And I'm going to have a little sit down. And you know what? One of these days, you're going to come up and go with a podcast going, okay, so why'd you tell her to leave? Why'd you kick her out? Was there a big event? And I'm going to go, no, she was making my life very uncomfortable and it was pissing me off. It's also that she's not progressing forward. Well, and she never will. She never does. You know, she runs on, we call her, this is not, this is a true story. We, we are her safety net right now. Well, we're all of our kids' safety yes, net. No big I'm deal. Just, but what she does is that we, we tell everyone and we tell her, you run on Indian time. Yes, we do. You run on whatever time schedule you want. I, I think it's a miracle she gets to work on time. Yeah, because I every The other day, three days ago, I, we gave her a list of chores to do around the house. She pays a little rent. She does some chores. The first thing she does is she looks at me like, why do I have to do chores? I pay rent. <laughs> I love this conversation. I said, well, when you get your own apartment and you pay the apartment your rent, that doesn't does, come your, with does your house get cleaned? <laughs> that does, does not the, come does with housekeeping and laundry get, service. No. Does the dishes get washed? No. You have to pay your rent. You still have to dump your own trash. You still have to wash your own dishes. This is just along that same line. Wow. She is does not going to oh, get it. It gets better. Oh, please then, tell me. Then uh, she did half of the chores, went back into her room. That was a for lot. Four hours. That was a lot. Came back out and did the rest of her chores. Not only is that stupid in my mind, not only does that just irritate the fuck out of me, <laughs> but she wiped down half of the counters in the kitchen and did the other half when she came back. She washed the inside of the couple of windows, washed the others when she came back. Now, to me, my mind is fucking exploding going, you can't wipe down half of the counters, disappear for four hours, come back, now the counters are dirty again because people have used the kitchen, and go, well, I'm only doing the half I'm still owed. I only have to do the... Well, now they're all dirty again. People have come through and fucked shit up. Just give them a good wipe down one time when you're supposed to. This is the thing. I, do, I can't do this. I cannot function this way. And the disrespect is when, and, I, and I'm, I'm pissed, over the last three months, she's been now spending the night at that dude's house. 
who she refuses to bring over here. I've never met him. I know nothing about this motherfucker. <laughs> and she doesn't tell me. The blood pressure's going what, up. What do I do when my kids are coming home? What do I sit at my desk and I don't do? He wears his boots on his feet until yep. everybody is home in I, the house. I don't, I don't take off my boots. I don't get changed for bed until all the kids are home. That is in correct. In case I need to go help them. Right. She never calls. I know. She not never, even a text. Not a we text. We don't want details. Hey, just so you guys know, we don't want details. We just want the respect of, hey, I'm going to be out for the night. You can close up the house. It, I'll be fine. I just If want, I need you, I'll text you. We don't need details. They we just know, want. Every kid knows I do this. Yes. She knows I'm sitting there. It's now 1130. It's now midnight. And I finally go, fuck it. I'm going to bed. Yeah. That's where it's come for me too. I don't every even look out the window. Every other kid would say, Hey, dad, I'm going to go do this. I'm doing this. Thank you. And then I can lock the house. Mm -hmm. I can take off my boots. Hey, we've even had kids go, hey, I've drank too much. They were over 21. Could you come get us? Remember, right. we always yeah. sent that message out too. Like, but it's there, fine. Now I'm so, but this is another thing. This is not how I like to conduct my house. Right. The chores are irritating me, how she's doing them. Her disrespect of showing up when she wants, doing what she wants is, is irritating the fuck out of me. It's just disrespectful and disruptive. Now, is she doing anything super wrong? Is there some big event? No. But now I got to sit down and go, this is rubbing me the wrong way. I'm not happy about this. If this is the way you want to do shit, can you please go do it someplace else? Yeah, maybe you should tell the age range between... Well, she's, Gen Z, she's 24 and she's he's 16 yeah. and he's, she's acting the same way as him. Yes. It's just, I, I, I'm, there's nothing super wrong with her. I love her very much. I will always be her right. dad. I will always save her and protect her. But this is just like, and, and the icing on the cake is not only is it rubbing me the wrong fucking way every day that I'm just seething with this bullshit every single day. It's the same thing over and over. It's been two years and she hasn't moved forward in life. Remember, she was going to go to nursing school and she was going to go here and she was going to get yeah. that and she was yes. going to get a newer car. She's going to save some money. None of those things have happened. So not only it's not like I'm putting up with this and she's bettering herself. I'm not tolerating this, watching her grow. I could probably put up with some bullshit if I saw her making some, area, some gains in other areas of her life. I could probably suck it up a little bit better and go, all right, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just tolerate it. I'm mm -hmm. all right. I'll shut up. She's going, she's getting somewhere. She's fucking up this part of her life, but that part really going good. Yeah. But when that part is just, she's fucking just treading water. She's a hamster on a spinning wheel. She's a hamster on a wheel. <laughs> and she's, I'm getting tired watching her spin in circles. That's wearing me out. So I'm not saying I'm kicking her out, but I am saying that's a conversation I got to have. Like this has got to change. But I thought you had that conversation. I'm having it again. Okay. I don't know what else to do. I'm just, it's frustrating. It's irritating. It's irritating when she wakes up 20 minutes before she goes to work. So she can't do any of the chores on your list. Mm -hmm. And what does she always say? Oh, I worked a big shift and I slept and I'm going, well, then you just got out of your chores for the day. You know, reality is really going to suck when she goes out in the world and you have like four hours of sleep after you've taken care of yep. your home and you got to get back up yep. and go do it again. It seems like she needs her eight to 10 hours of sleep every night. I'm like, what? The, I what is eight to 10 hours no. of sleep? The worst part for me, and I'm always thinking down the road, is that if I have this discussion and she decides to leave, and she moves in with this guy and mm -hmm. it gets completely fucked up. She's going to blame me. 
I didn't want to move out. I wasn't ready. I had nowhere to go. I had to move in with him. I had no choice. You gave me no options. And now everything's screwed up. The guilt trip. And it's your fault. The guilt trip. And what are you going to say? I'm going to say you could have just straightened your ass out here. You could have just done what I asked you to do here. You could have just stayed and been an A minus B plus daughter here. You could have just you could have just done what you're supposed to. You didn't need to get all pissy and leave, but that was your choice. And now it's my fault. Now, that conversation hasn't happened yet, but I can see it coming. Well, I can see it coming too. Because they oh. never find fault in themselves, what no. they're doing. We're the meanies. We're the bad people. We're the ones that are pushing them to do the uncomfortable. Well, you gotta, <laughs> Let's use the term. I'm uncomfortable. We're trying to gotta, use them to be uncomfortable. You got to understand that she is going to leave. And if things work out, she's going to say, best decision I ever made. I'm glad I fucking left mom and dad's house. <laughs> I'm on my own. Things are great. If things get all fucked up, you made me leave and things got fucked up. That's part of the parenting that we do not like. Now, you're going to get caught in something, but I'm not covering it until next week. <laughs> I'm going to get caught in something? Well, we are because we just, you said something in a negative way that I was using as a good example and maybe nobody caught it. So we'll leave it. <laughs> Okay. All right. Listen, it's been an hour. <sighs> Seriously? I know. Already? You were thinking it was like 40 minutes and like, it's been an hour. Wow. You're... That went by really fast. So tell everyone goodbye so we can hang up. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to our table talk time during the week. It's kind of, you know what? We should really be like, we should be giving people gifts who listen because this is kind of like therapy for us. <laughs> we did give out gifts. I gave out those stickers last time. Oh, that's right. You did a thing. But not this time. Not this time. No. Maybe maybe in a couple more podcasts. No stickers maybe. for you. No, okay. They're all gone. Oh. Well, with your new cricket machine, you can make more stickers. Well, I will <laughs> see. I'm kind of working on some Vegas stuff right now. So. All right, you guys. We got to go. Um, I got to go pick up the kid from school. Then I got to try to edit this thing where you guys can have it tomorrow. It kind of hit a little bit more real today with some stuff, didn't it? There's some yeah. stuff in there that was a little bit more than we normally our lighthearted banter kind of got a little deep. So, but we want you to know we're normal people. Oh. We have the same problems that a lot of people out there. We're parents just <laughs> like you guys. We have the same problems with our kids, and maybe if we just be real and put it out there, it'll connect. We do not have the perfect Cinderella life. No. Okay, we. I will tell you what, uh, Gen X mom and I have fucked up. Uh, I, our, our list of fuck ups would stack up very nicely against all of yours. I promise you that's just the way life is. So I'm out of here. The music is coming up. Um, I'm going to say goodbye. Bye everyone. Thanks for listening. And I'm going to sign off and let you guys kind of meander. If you guys want to do it again and hear it again, you can rewind it and play it again. Although in today's age, there's no rewind button anymore. So fuck it. I don't know what I'm talking about. Wherever you're listening to us. Thank you very much. It's very important. To the kids brand, the kids channel that he keeps the podcast growing and going and moving and shaking. We're trying to do our part to help him out. He will be back. He will be in these podcasts now starting probably next week. He will, His voice will be heard. But for wherever you're listening around the world on AM, FM, or Sirius XM radio, even on the Armed Service Radio Network, I promise you all one thing. We'll catch you guys all on the flip side. 